0: Well, I'm John, and you're you, and I think this is John helps you write better. So, let's um, let's write better today. How's that sound? Today, I want to talk about some writing advice. In particular, I want to talk about the writing advice we identify as open-ended writing advice. Open-ended writing advice is a big umbrella term. It covers. All these different things that we can't concretely have a rule for, so they all sort of get dumped into this big pile. And it's the stuff, it's it's advice that is optional. It's suggestion. It's, yeah, you could do whatever it is if you wanted. That's the defining quality of open-ended advice. It's not an automatic always do sort of thing, like this is how periods work or this is how semicolons work. It's more abstract. If you wanted to change this, if you felt like it, if you wanted to take this out, you could. If you wanted to rewrite this, you could. And it's a big umbrella that we use a lot. I want to make a couple distinctions, and I want to talk through basically how best to manage it. Because depending on your level of writing experience, your skill... And how things are going. You might encounter a lot of open-ended advice. And not really a whole lot of like. What's called closed advice. Or specific advice. Advice where it's definitely do this. Or take this comma out. Or do this. Or don't do that. It's much more closed. It's it's you do this period. Because that's the improvement. The open-ended stuff is variable. And. First, let's talk about this at a peer level. What do you do with open-ended advice from a critique partner, somebody in a writing group, uh, somebody who is not a technical professional? That level of advice, that level of open-ended advice in particular, can often come across not so much as advice, not so much as... Um, ideas to help you do it. But it can often come across as the other writer saying, well, if I were writing it, I would do it this way. If it were me, I would do it that way. Which is not actually helpful advice. It's more projection on their part to make their point or see things the way they want to see things. It's not actually helping you in that regard. At a peer level, you can evaluate that open-ended advice Primarily on the basis of, do I want this? Would this change make me happy? Not, would it make for a better product? Not, would it make for the right decision for you know setting me up for 15 decisions from now? Just take a look at the contemporary advice you're getting from these people who are on roughly the same level as you and see if it'll make you happy. See if you're okay with this change. Whether or not it pleases someone else or displeases someone else, whatever, that's that's on them more than it's on you. You need to get happy and get square with it first. Too much writing advice at the peer level ends up like this because at a at, for a lot of peers, for a lot of writing groups, for a lot of critique partners, they they don't know the technical stuff so they do a lot of abstraction they do a lot of well I kind of like this and it gets very wishy-washy and it can feel for a lot of writers who are genuinely looking for more technical more concrete more this will help me succeed level advice peer-to-peer review and peer-to-peer critique while helpful might retard progress but that's the peer level, and, and it's a critical part of writing because it helps you develop sort of the rudiments of what happens when you go forward. You get used to taking feedback. You get used to hearing your stuff critiqued. You get used to the, the feelings and anxieties of being read and getting notes. But let's talk about it from a technical perspective. Let's say you've got a writing coach. Let's say you've got a freelance editor. Let's say you've got an industry person of some way, shape, or form helping you with your work. All of a sudden, before we even take a look at what the advice is, you might be intimidated or influenced in some way by their professionalism, by their title, by their job description. And you might give extra weight to what they're saying no matter what it is they're saying, they might have this tremendous authority you give them to make or break you. And that's not, it shouldn't be at least, it shouldn't be what we're here for. To be a uh, professional in the industry is not so much about being professional, because that's just racism, classism, and sexism all packaged together. It's more about what the professional is trying to do to help the other person. It's a it's a conversation rather than a power dynamic. It's about sharing knowledge. And in that way, giving undue weight based solely on the title of a person is an unnecessary waste and a trap that too many writers fall into. Some people who are professionals are assholes who give shitty advice because they're trying too hard to shape what should be someone else's art in a way that it should not be shaped. This is a huge problem, probably enough for a whole other podcast by itself, but for now, we're talking about open-ended advice. And be careful that you don't give undue weight to somebody based on their job title. It comes down, much like at the, at the peer level, it comes down to, do I want to make this change? Even if this change produces a technically better or proficient better sentence, do I still wanna make this change? It's OK if that answer is no. Sometimes it's not going to hurt anybody's feelings. And if it does hurt their feelings, well, fuck them. They're in the wrong line of work because anybody who's going to get butt hurt about, you know, oh, my God, you left a, an, a wrong comma in when I told you not to. Uh, it's just a comma. Lighten up, Francis. It's going to be just fine. The important thing is always your, as the writer, sense of contentment with the work. Now, this is gonna be a tricky thing for some people who are somewhat predisposed or wired or used to knocking themselves down and when that critique shows up, when that note shows up, when that other person comes in, they immediately uh, default to a superior position. Oh my God, you're right, how did I ever miss this? I'm, I'm so sorry, I made a mistake. And you as a writer don't need to do that either. It doesn't matter who the other person is. It doesn't matter what awards they won. It doesn't matter who the fuck they are. It doesn't matter what their name is. It doesn't matter how many times they've been published. It doesn't matter any fucking thing. They can still give you a piece of advice that you do not have to follow. It does not matter. Open-ended advice comes down to you making a decision. Do I want to make this change? If you see this change and you think it will make uh, an improvement to your work, and you understand why the change could happen. So, for instance, let's say you write a run-on sentence. Just a plain and simple run-on, and there are loads of different ways to fix it. You could rewrite it into two sentences, you could chop some words out, you could punctuate it differently. Whatever, Whatever the specific solution is, do you see it? Do you understand that it's a run-on, do you understand that it has multiple ways to solve it? If you do, and that part makes sense, proceed to the next step. The next step is, do I wanna make this change? Does making this change make the sentence technically correct, and do I give a shit in this instance, at this moment, with this sentence, about being technically correct? Because we're not writing a school essay, we're not trying to get a very high grade, we're not trying to 100% this thing, we're trying to express our art. And sometimes that means the rules of grammar, the rules of structure, the rules of whatever go right the fuck out the window, because it's more important that we stay true to what we want and what we think and what we're trying to say and do. If you understand the change, if it makes sense, and you think it'll be more in alignment, more congruent, more vibing with what it is you're trying to say, then make the change. Then take that piece of advice but one of the most critical skills you can develop in the face of open-ended advice is being able to stand your ground and say, I understand what you're saying, I super get that yes, this could be changed, I could take this out, I could add this word, I could swap for this, I could change for that, I could punctuate this differently, make two sentences, I could rewrite the whole fucking thing, I could do a lot of stuff, but this as it is on the page is what I want. And this on the page works for me, and I think it's going to work for the reader, and that's more than enough. Because remember, it doesn't matter who's giving the advice; it's still always going to be a suggestion. This extra threat in publishing—that oh my God—if if the publisher gives me notes, I have to implement them. If the editor gives me notes, I have to do them. That's just bullying. It's it's soft bullying because they're not like you know, if you don't change your commas, we're dropping you is fucking horseshit but it's still a level of like i'm telling you this is wrong be really careful that you don't fall into that trap where you feel like you have to make these changes you're smart you're capable you will develop a gut sense of what works and what doesn't for you and that's going to be individual and different than what it is and how it is for other people that's the way it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like that Everybody's toolbox is going to be filled with unique, custom-crafted, personal-to-them tools. Yes, they're all more or less the screwdrivers of punctuation. Sure, they're more or less all the drill bits and chucks and all those other things of grammar and structure. But yours are going to look slightly different than mine, than theirs, than that person over there's, than hers, than this one's, than that one's. Because it's supposed to be different. And understanding that advice... Even the most technical all the way to the most abstract is still a suggestion. And in developing that sense of this is what I want to say, this is how I want to say it, this works for me, I'm okay making some degree of change because it it better develops and projects what I'm trying to say. Understanding that skill, making that happen for yourself is a process. It's never just going to click once and then be on. It's a developing, ongoing evolution just like every other part of this art. Think about that, and I will talk to you tomorrow.